Hey, this is Ryan Rogers, and I'm the pastor at the Palmer Seventh-day Adventist Church. I hope that this message gives you a glimpse of how beautiful our God is. I'm sharing the message from the trail today, and I know it's a bit disappointing to come to church and watch a video. It's just better in person, but I don't plan to do this very often. It's just that I got COVID last week, and so I'm going to wait a few more days before I'm around large crowds going to try not to cough on anyone on the trail out here. And um, that means that you get to see beautiful things. So you might recognize this as Archangel Valley Road. And I'm going to be preaching along different spots of the Reed Lakes Trail. And I got this new gimbal that I put my phone on and it makes it smooth, which means I can preach and hike at the same time. I'm not sure if that's advisable. So if you, uh, you can help me spot bears because I'm a little distracted. I'll try to pick my feet up so I don't trip. But I'm feeling good enough to get out and go for a hike. And if you've been praying for our family or thinking about us, we're doing well. I appreciate it. And I've been preparing a message about rest. That's what I've been thinking about this week. And that's one of the meaningful things about getting COVID, is that I was forced to rest. I fill my life pretty full, and there's no way I would have laid around for a few days if I wasn't sick. So... I've had, I had pretty low energy, and there were several days I just laid around. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to find rest. I would love to get to the point where I learn these lessons when I'm healthy, and I don't have to get sick to learn important lessons. But I've been able, in the last um, few days, to really rest, and I'm grateful for it. So I also hope that this message can help you to rest that uh, God can speak through these words to help you find the rest you need. So I'm just going to pause here, stop walking for a second, invite you to pause with me and pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful place. Thank you that you're giving me my health back. We are restless people. And I pray that you would speak to us and invite us into your rest today. In Jesus' name, amen. On May 24, I had a meeting on my calendar that I really did not want to take the time for. It was a meeting with my leadership coach, and I actually really appreciate the time I have with him. But on May 24, I remember thinking the best way he could help my leadership is to just let me have this hour to get my work done. I had so much work to do, and I just didn't want to take the time to have a call with somebody. But the meeting started, it was a Zoom call, and after a few minutes, he said what he always says. He says, Ryan, in our time together today, how could we spend this time in a way that would be most helpful to you? Well, I told him I really didn't have anything in mind and I was pretty busy, and he said, you know, if there's nothing to talk about, we can cut our time short, and I thought that sounded great, except, you know, that's really lame because he's giving his time to help me And I should care enough to give the time to let him help me. So he asked if anything was on my mind, and I said, yeah. And I shared what had been on my mind for months, summer. So I have to back up just a bit in order to understand why I was looking forward so much to this summer. Everyone had a different experience the past year and a half with COVID and the pandemic. It changed a lot of things about life. And for me, it made me really busy. All of my church leadership responsibilities had this additional concern to make sure we were doing everything right with COVID. And additionally, 
in my family, there was a lot of tough stuff that we had to deal with. And then we became even more busy when my wife took on an extra job and started doing school. So we just had way too much going on. So we had this goal way out in front of us that summer 2021 would be a time to relax. So I was telling my leadership coach about this, telling him how there's gonna be a whole bunch of things that fell off my plate when summer came. So it was like a sprint to summer. And he was asking me my plans. And I shared with him that I had planned to make summer 2021 a summer of restoration. I was reserving it for all the things that restore my soul. And I was actually working extra hard at that moment. That's why I didn't want to take the call because I was trying to get some important things done so I wouldn't have to do those things during summer. Well, he was so affirming of my plan. He said, Ryan, that is exactly what you need. And then he asked me, what are some of those things that still need done this summer? So I told him about Vacation Bible School and some of the work I was doing on a podcast and then the responsibilities I have with camp meeting and sermons I'm going to write and the things I wanted to do with 10 weeks of summer. And he listened. And after listening, he said, Ryan, those are great things to do. But if you do all those things at the level you want to do them at, you're not going to rest. Rest was my plan, but my coach was telling me, your plan is not going to work. It's too full. So then he pushed me further and we went through everything I have to do and want to do this summer. And he said, can that wait? Is that necessary? How could you lower your standard to take less time on this thing? And it was so painful. Could you benefit from a conversation with my leadership coach from someone pointing out those things that are keeping us from following through with our good intentions? Well, summer came, but the rest didn't automatically come. I went and picked up my parents from the airport. They were visiting us. I picked them up that Friday, the last day of school. Just a few hours later, the school year was complete. My kids were out and we celebrated. It felt like the sprint was finally over. We could rest. And being with people you love, doing things you love, restores your soul. But we also cheated sleep a few times, stayed up late to maximize the time with my family and it caught up to us. We were pretty exhausted. We had a wonderful, exhausting time. I went to drop my parents off at the airport on four hours of sleep. And afterwards, I went straight to a trailhead and did some hiking that day because part of my restoration plan for this summer is to hike. And I put in 37,000 steps that day. And I remember at the end of the day, I was sitting by a river and I just realized I was completely exhausted. And that coming week was another busy week. We had vacation Bible school, which was excellent, but it made us busy. And I was also trying to get a whole bunch of extra work done because in five days we had more family coming to see us. So I was trying to get stuff done so I could have more time freed up to spend with them. And they came in, it was in the middle of the night. So we started off tired and we had another amazing, wonderful time with family that I wouldn't trade for anything, but we were exhausted. We went camping, it was really fun. We had seven little kids with us. And um, you know, our sleeping mats we found out when we were there, several of them didn't hold air anymore. So not all the time we were laying down with our eyes closed was actually time we were sleeping. The second night I actually took some life jackets and laid them, made a bed out of life jackets, got a little bit better sleep. And we came back from the camping trip 
our time with family, exhausted and sick. We all got sick and it turned out to be COVID. So actually the last three weeks, I haven't had to preach. So I haven't been writing sermons. It's been probably the longest stretch of downtime I have all year. And I thought I'd come out of that so refreshed, but I'm actually coming out of that really tired and sick. So here's what I'm learning and what I hope to share with you today is that rest doesn't come easy. It's not like a day off equals deep soul rest. There's a psalm and the psalmist says, be at rest once more, O my soul. Wouldn't that be nice if you could just command your soul to rest and it would rest? Well, it's actually kind of a helpless feeling because we can have all the ingredients for rest. Like we could sleep in, we can have time off, we can have family and recreation and leisure time and still not get rest. It's, it's elusive in our culture of unrest and restlessness. There's an article published by the New York Times by Judith Shulevitz. Judith was raised a Jew and then stopped practicing, but as a young adult, she found that her heart needed Sabbath rest, is exactly what her restless heart was looking for. So she came back to practicing a Sabbath. And she says in her words what I'm trying to say in mine. I'm going to read a bit of that article to you. She says, Most people mistakenly believe that all you have to do to stop working is not work. The inventors of the Sabbath understood that it was a much more complicated undertaking. You cannot downshift casually and easily the way you might slip into bed at the end of a long day. As the cat in the hat says, it is fun to have fun, but you have to know how. That's why the Puritan and Jewish Sabbaths were so exactingly intentional, requiring extensive advanced preparation. At the very least, a scrubbed house and a full larder and a bath. The rules did not exist to torture the faithful. They were meant to communicate the insight that interrupting the ceaseless round of striving requires a surprisingly strenuous act of the will. Finding rest is surprisingly strenuous. It's not passive or automatic or even guaranteed. The title of this message is Active Rest. Like my leadership coach was helping me do, we have to take an active, intentional role in trying to find rest for our souls. What's worse than not having time to rest is actually having the time to rest and not being able to rest. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus gives some familiar instructions about rest. And his instructions lead to the words, and you will find rest for your souls. So wait, I want to know what Jesus said. I want to understand it because Whatever those instructions are, lead to us finding rest for our souls. So in those instructions, I see three action words. And those action words are the words that lead to the words, you will find rest for your souls. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't say, take a break or reward yourself. He said, come to me. Because resting doesn't come from a hike or a salt bath or time off or sitting in the sun on the beach. All those things can be restful and wonderful, but you can also do those things 
and not find rest. So Jesus is telling us to come to him because that's where we find the rest. There's a psalm that says, it's in vain that you rise up early and go to bed late because it's actually God who gives rest to those he loves. God is the one who gives rest. We get energy in so many unnatural ways. In our society, energy comes from a drink and there's another type of drink that you use to relax and then sleep comes from a pill. And it's so unnatural because the way we're designed is that Jesus gives us the energy and Jesus gives us the rest. It's like our hearts are in need of a deep rim cycle of spiritual rest. Like our world just keeps pushing us and there's all these answers for how you can find rest. But Jesus is saying, no, actually those don't supply rest. So you need to come to me for your rest. The second action we see is to take Jesus's yoke. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A yoke was something that you'd put on an animal, harness on them so that they could pull a heavy load. And if there was two pulling together, you could yoke them together for increased pulling power. And Jesus is actually talking to people who already have a yoke. They already have a heavy load. He's talking to those who labor and are heavy laden. So we know what it's like to labor. That's work. Uh, maybe you are overworked. You've worked a 70-hour work week or a 24-hour shift. Well, Jesus is talking to you, those who labor. But then he says those who are heavy laden. And that's a little different. It's not something we can objectively measure in hours. It's just this weight that we carry around all the time. Do you labor? Are you heavy laden? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, which is really surprising because he's talking to overworked people and he doesn't say, stop working or lay your burdens down. He says, take on more. Why does Jesus say that? To the person who needs to take off their load, he says, take my yoke. So this action that gives rest is not actually letting go of our stuff. It's taking a hold of the stuff Jesus has for us. It's not primarily focused with offloading and laying down our load. It's making sure that the things on our load are the things Jesus wants there. Because his burden does not make us weary. It's light and it's easy. It's invigorating. And when we find his stuff and we take on his load, we're naturally going to set aside those things that were weighing us down. So the focus then is not what can I get rid of? It's how can I reserve my shoulders, the load I'm carrying for only those things that Jesus wants me to carry. And then don't miss this detail. If we take on Jesus' yoke, that means he's yoked to us and he's pulling the load. And then Jesus says, learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. So that's the third thing. We have to learn from Jesus about rest. So often when we think about rest, we think about checking out, taking a nap, turning on Netflix. But Jesus is calling us to check in, to engage, to put on our thinking caps, to learn from him. And don't miss his attributes that he draws our attention to. 
that specifically help us learn rest. He says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. That is humble. So what is it about the gentleness of Jesus that teaches us to rest? Well, just see Jesus with the woman at the well, non-condemning and accepting. See him take children on his knee, turn his back to those who beat him. Hear him say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then look at our own heart. We're anxious and overworked. And we can enter in this school of Christ's gentleness. We can see him being gentle. And we find in all the stressful situations, a non-anxious presence, a non-defensive posture, a non-condemning tone, a quiet spirit, a relaxed God. We can learn from Christ's gentleness about rest. And then there's the, uh, the lowliness of heart, the humility. What can we learn about rest from Christ's humility? We struggle to rest because we have pride and self-exaltation and they're constantly calling us to lift up self. And it's like this restless disease, but humility is at rest. We have so much to learn about rest from Jesus. He's the one that slept in the storm. He would go retreat to the mountainside to be alone with his father. He relaxed with friends. And you know, if we go all the way back, we see the heart of God having rest designed into the way he created us. The creation week ends and Jesus rests. And he institutes a Sabbath, blesses a day so that we could rest. So there's this weekly rhythm of work and rest. And you know, we as Seventh-day Adventists, we care a lot about the Sabbath. That weekly rest is actually in our name, Seventh Day. But there's a lot of other people, non-Adventists, non-Christians, talking about Sabbath. Though the term Sabbath is becoming a very mainstream term. It's trending right now. And there's people who study health and science and self-help, and they're finding the amazing benefits of resting on this seven-day cycle and finding the Sabbath rest that the human heart needs. And we have a lot to teach the world about Sabbath rest, but I'm finding we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn from Jesus about rest and from other people who are finding the beauty of Sabbath rest in a way we haven't. So we focused a lot on getting the day right, and there's more to focus on. There's a rest to enter into. So I invite you as you, as you try to take this message to heart and learn from Jesus about rest, one of the ways we could start is by letting God renew our experience with Sabbath, that rest that he calls us to. Maybe we're weary because we're not getting what he intended out of this weekly cycle of work and rest. Let God lead you into a deeper experience of Sabbath as one of the ways of learning rest from Jesus. Well, hey, I made it to the upper lake. What a beautiful place. What do you think? Are you going to let God give you rest? Are you going to come to him, take his yoke upon you, learn from him? 
I invite you to dedicate this week to letting God give rest to your soul. We have some questions for the trail. Uh, Actually use those to talk with somebody about rest. Ask someone the questions. Use them as a conversation starter. Think seriously about how your heart really does need rest and how God can give it to you. And we can start that by enjoying this Sabbath. We have a Sabbath right now that we can rest in Jesus. So go have an awesome Sabbath rest. Thanks for listening to this message from the Palmer Seventh-day Adventist Church. Find us online at palmerak.adventistchurch.org and at pastorryanrogers.com.